Amazon, in my mind, is, is one of the biggest sort of disruptors of digital yeah. transformation. But what if you can do it on there? Yeah, there is that. I'm assuming sectors have moved from print to digital over time. Mm. What makes you assume? You say assume. But when they think that's all they want, that's tough. It's a tough sell. Hi, I'm Steve. I'm the digital director at Spectrum Group. Our mission in life is to unlock the potential of your people. And we do that through three things. Firstly, software, hardware, and finally, expertise. Welcome to today's podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Neil Wells. I'm also joined by a very special guest, Lee Evans, who's the sales director of Inspection Group. We've been talking about lots of stuff, the future of the paperless office and how close that is to becoming a reality. We've been talking about automation and digital transformation and where print fits within that or not. And also we touched on the lost generation that's been created by COVID and what impact that has on recruitment in industry. So please like, share, follow, subscribe. And with all that said, welcome to Tomorrow's Workplace. Welcome to the podcast. Um, we we're in a fortunate first, first position. How old are we, you two? It is the first. I think time. it is. This is the one. Yeah, I'll let I feel you like do a guest. You'll have to do an you intro. Even though I've been here longer than you, so <laughs> <laughs> combined. Have to do an intro. Who are you? Well, people know now. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. I'll oh, miss yeah. that. So, yeah, Lee, give us an, an introduction to to new viewers to who you are and what you do. So, Lee Lee Evans been here for twenty years in October this year. Just started off as a rep. Door knocking, canvassing, phoning, um, building up a customer base that way, got drip fed a couple of users, um, and then found at that time I was quite, well, I was very good actually with schools. Mm -hmm. So I knew we were discussing it before and regarding schools, and schools print hasn't died. Children, students are still going to want material, working with well, my daughters. Well, not so much my elder daughter, who's actually at secondary school, but primary schools in particular. Definitely. The children there are still wanting to, just want visual aids, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bring stuff yeah. home. Um, and if it's not in colour, it doesn't catch my eye. So I'm coming in, you imagine I'm coming in at six, half, six and eight. And if it's something in colour, bright colour there, I'm more bound to read it than what I would do if it was just in mono or was in text, like, yeah. a pile of other stuff. Um, so I haven't seen or we haven't experienced any uh, drop in um, school volume. But anyway, going back, back to that, so we just fell into it by accident. We started selling software, which was the old InView, InView <laughs> system. Yep. Probably back in 2004, 2005, we got introduced to us at the time. When I say us, I'm about Graham, who's the other sales director, Steve, and myself. And... We were doing very basic conceptual demonstrations where we were talking to people about getting stuff out there, filing cabinet, and put it in electronically. And that's how we had originally sold it. And as software evolved, it then mm -hmm. become obviously a lot more a lot more intelligent. So the workflow module was available in view back in them days, but it seemed a bit, oh, it sounds a bit unnecessary that. Mm. But as we know, 15, 16 years later, it's all changed. Um, so yeah, we were quite successful in that. and. When the recession back in 2008, 2009, was it? Mm. Before yep. then? That's really when our the software business kicked off. And that's when Aon in particular, Aon who's um, no, no longer with us, he... Um, he is still alive, just for a few years. Not a busy career change for him. He, um, 
himself was part of driving the company forward and creating more of a, a software business. But the reason we were so successful in 2000, 2008, 2009 was business owners, obviously their sales plummeted. So what do people do? They look at staff costs and think, well, actually, if you get rid of them, what am I going to replace it with? Mm -hmm. Hence the reason why they then started looking at systems. And that's where we started to get two, three, four. And it was a snowball effect from software. So the recession actually caused an uptick in yeah. digital. Yeah. Which so is if, good if news we, for us. If yeah, it's brilliant. And that's why I'm not worried about it at all. So if ever with this recession word, mm. it's been banded around by everybody, if it ever does happen, I think it's an opportunity. I think mm. it's, I think it's, it's, it's exciting. Okay. It, for the for the right reasons, obviously we don't want to see people losing their jobs. Mm -hmm. But if people can then go into other areas of business, which then creates revenue, so be it. It's okay. So the business has been around for you know better than me, but thirty nine years is that right? Thirty nine. Yeah. Thirty nine. Forty and, years next year. Yeah. And you've been with it for twenty half, of those. Half of that, yeah. 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 Okay. And the digital side came in two thousand eight. So what's that? Fourteen years ago. Yeah. So what, what impact did the digital side have on the print side, if any, was? Um, I, I was actually going to throw that back to you because you, you, you in particular now, Neil, mm. you've been um, very successful in putting finance automation accounts payable systems into these. I mean, I'll throw it back at you. Have you mm. seen people, have you ever gone in like saying you'll reduce, you'll reduce your print costs? Yes. Yeah, so and so if that is the case, has that actually reduced? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And only last Friday, I had a customer. I went to, I mean, they've had the system for five years. I went in and did a review as I normally do. And we were talking about other things. And the irony there is, in his head, he was like, oh, do you, do you find it strange? Obviously, half the team's trying to sell printing. You're trying to obviously reduce print. Is, it, mm. there's, is there a bit of conflict? And my response there was, yeah, but you've still got printers, haven't you? And, and he was like, well, yeah, I've got a trade desk and I've got this mm. and actually we're still printing off all our orders and things like that. And yes, okay, we reduced the unnecessary printing of, of emails and, and, and purchase invoices from that particular way. But again, over the over the lifetime, again, what's he done? About six years, about 25,000 prints he saved over that five-year period. So again, it's not massive, but... I guarantee if we added up all of his print volume for his other devices, like his delivery notes and other bits and pieces, I think they haven't gone completely paperless overnight. But with that accounts payable example, mm. ten I mean, I wasn't in the game 10 years ago, but 10 years ago, I think a lot of businesses were receiving invoices through the post, which yeah, yeah. they're not, they're, that still happens, doesn't it? But yeah, far less. more now electronic that, into an inbox. You're right. I mean, when I first started, like probably 10 years ago, let let my trade doing the, the print side of things. And, and I remember going into customers and we was asking them, yeah, what are you printing? What type of documents are you printing? And at the time, yeah, they were using the, the devices to print invoices. Again, over time transition, that print volumes shifted because again, ERP systems, finance systems now just email out invoices. They yeah. do very little. So we, we've always been conscious of what are people printing and then encouraging them to, to reduce the wastage. And again, like you mentioned with schools, I remember going into schools and things like that, and he'd go in and there'd be a big massive recycling box next to a, a school because he had no control. People are just pressing file, print, file, print, and the massive amount of wasted color prints and things yeah. like that. So we've obviously got technology that can help reduce that and control that. It's whether the customers, their customers, it's the appetite as well. Paper. Mm. There's two questions there. 
They may not they may not want to use paper internally, but they'll still have customers who still might want the paper, therefore they still may have to print it. Yeah, yeah. And we'll say once again when when we had the session yesterday, um print isn't going away. Well like the only set the, the sectors I'm seeing print dying it is actually legal, certainly from my customer's point of view. That's purely because I have the staff for the, in the office. Right. So they've got rid of space because they're not mm. going to the office. They've got fianas, people who are like heavily chargeable per hour mm. aren't coming in as much now. Working they've got home. printers at home, yeah. And it's making them think, actually. Some of them are not giving them printers, but they're not allowed for like saying you buy your own cartridges. Therefore, mm. people are having to think, hang on, I'm just buying my own cartridges. I know what I Therefore, volumes. That's 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 where it's gone. So they're not necessarily replacing it with a digital solution. They are they're moving it to a printer at home, or yeah. they're just printing less than they need less to. Naturally, because it's making them think: Do I really do need, I need to, to print? Do I need to print? But luckily, in the industry, that the game that we're we, we're very successful at transport, logistics, warehousing, distribution, manufacturing, mm. food, mm. in particular. So that's always going to be acquired. Mm. Um, so yeah, our volumes as a business, and we've seen a slight hit mm -hmm. uh, compared to probably five, six, seven years ago, um, but not nothing to make us worry. It's an interesting point that you made earlier, though, before coming on air. The Amazon, in my mind, is is one of the biggest sort of disruptors of digital yeah. sort of transformation. You, you look at how easy it is for the app, and you're buying things and you purchase it. But you mentioned that obviously from a pro print perspective. Yeah. I didn't even think about this because, again, you see the Amazon driver come in and he, he's got an app on his phone. He takes mm -hmm. a picture at the door. There's nothing for you to sign as such. But then there's always documents within the parcels yeah. and packaging. When people get stuff online, I've, yeah. just got, I've literally, lunchtime, I've received a parcel, but it's got a piece of paper in it. There's a return mm -hmm. stuff, isn't it? Yeah, returns. Yeah, returns, returns, all it. returns done. Now, some of them, if you want to return, you have to go in their portal and then download it. Mm -hmm. saying guess what you still need a piece of paper it's just that you're mm -hmm. there more or less saying you can print the cost can of a print 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 mm -hmm. piece of paper because if you really want to send it back you have to pay for that piece of paper but do we not think Amazon are thinking <laughs> in five years time I do not want to have a bit of paper in that box are they thinking ask Jeff what? yeah <laughs> I'll bring him after yeah, but, yeah. but honestly do we think in five years time that bit of paper will be in the Amazon box or not I tell you what, when I've looked at it in the past they've used it as a bit of marketing as well mm -hmm. so sometimes they've, they've used that print volume to sneak in an extra flyer of something else i remember it used mm -hmm. to be that way but again you're right it's they want to make that experience as easy as possible so mm -hmm. if their users are saying that actually for me to fill this return form and stick a, a label on it and return it if that's e the easiest thing to do i think they'll they'll still good do point it. actually i think mm -hmm. that is still going to be easier than Sending stuff back digitally, however that may work, whether it's getting your phone out, it's getting your Taking iPad out, picture, yeah. logging onto your computer. Oh my yeah. god! Mm -hmm. a piece of paper off, there. Yeah. Good point. For a piece of paper there. What I just need to do is yeah, great stuff. Let's walk down to the post office, mm. and give it back. That's far easier than where's your laptop? Who's got my laptop? Mm. So stuck it to work. Right, what am I going to do? But what if you do it on there? Yeah, there is that. But at the same time, what about people who still sausage fingers like me <laughs> find it harder to rather still use a it was a computer. But, but I do get it. That it has got its place. We need to ask Ellie, really, because we're quite old, all of us, <laughs> but the next generation, are they going to be wanting to use paper and pen or are they going to want to use the phone? Yeah. I don't know. My, my go-to is the phone. Mm. But if that's the easiest route. Mm. But if something's in front of me, it's just the way the brain thinks. Yeah, yeah. That. do that. Yeah. Mm. This is Matt. Matt is a finance director. 
and this is Matt's team. Day after day, they trudge through endless stacks of paperwork, like mindless zombies. But luckily for Matt and his team, things are about to get a lot better. Since Spectro has digitized their documents, there's no need for physical copies and duplicates to clutter up the office. And with a fleet of Spectrobots to take care of the mundane, Matt's team have changed the game. Don't waste the potential they've got. Get them a robot with Spectrum. Tomorrow's workplace today. Let's go back to sectors. Yeah. So which sectors are you seeing of kind of adopted digital and ahead of the curve? in terms yeah. of removing print, and which ones do you think are still, I guess, lagging behind in that transition? What, as in, are you talking about in digital operations? Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm assuming sectors have moved from print to digital over time. Mm. What makes you assume, if you say assume? I guess if you look at retail... Because if you know which ones are, I'd love to know. Mm-hmm. If you think of retail... We, think we know which ones. ...have yeah. moved from shops on the high street to actually the digital first approach using e-commerce as yeah. one example. You mentioned legal as another one, which is, was probably behind the curve. I mean, you might say it's, it's, still it's updated. I think a lot of the, the volumes dropped there purely, as I said, just to just to the working environment. Yeah, if I, I bought a house, what, 18 months ago, and I remember I had a stack of documents that thick that I needed Perfect, to read yeah, through yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. fill in. So do you see that changing in the legal sector over the next couple of years or not? Or do you think that's going to be the case for a while yet? Um, I was speaking to one of my clients about that about a year ago, a year after, and we were looking at, like, a, as a service, so to speak, when you're taking all into all their IT. And he acknowledged the fact that in five years' time, he didn't think there was going to be a job for him. So I was 18 months, two years ago. Mm. Him, he's actually moved on. Because I can't remember the exact title. He said that because a lot of the stuff would be getting taken off-site, so everything would be in the cloud. A lot of the forward-thinking legal companies, the, the big boys, they've, mm. already, they've got teams in. CIOs and people like CTOs who are already looking at this sort of stuff. So we mentioned about RPA, mm-hmm. which yep. we've been talking about recently, which I'm, I can get quite excited about. Um, and I've spoken already to a couple of our, our clients about that. Um, it's it's, been, it's a tough sell. But I think really when you, if you attack some of the, the, the big boys, I think that's something that they are looking at. Why um, do you, I don't disagree with you, but why do you think it is a tough sell, RPA? Um, I think there's a lot for legal I mean, well, just, well, just, just logistically where yeah. we are at the moment Bear and I it's fairly new we're looking just within this area mm. there are a lot of companies a lot of businesses in this area who are very have got the got the baggage of mm. the postcode of where they are oh we're not Leeds we're not Manchester Yeah. but there are some very 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 forward thinking organisations but some around here are still quite there's nothing wrong with it they're just still quite it's small new. yeah and they're and also, I don't know if it's an age thing as well, mm. without being an ageist, mm. as in people not coming through. Who are, you, you, I keep on losing track regarding my generation. Generation X, Generation mm. Y, Millennials. Not. Millennials, yeah. Is it Millennials? Millennials is my I lose track as yeah. well. Yeah. What, how, what, are, we, are we Millenniums? What's Rob? 37, Millennials. Millennials. I'm thinking he's a Millennial. Yeah, they're they're, they're the yeah. ones, really. But then again, it, they've still got to get past the managing partners, yeah, yeah, the board. Yeah. And the difficulty you've got with technology is a lot of them don't talk to each other. They don't mm-hmm. talk. No, they yeah, don't talk. Silos, yeah. I've nine apprentice listers whereby they might not see the colleagues for two, three weeks, even though they're like them one floor above them. Because they're literally just in, so in, 
literally focused on the work they do because they're charged by the hour. Yeah. They don't have time to sit down and talk about what's going on. They rely on other people, but then they have to do with the tough sell. I'm not convinced either they actually understand the pain that the individual fee earners go through. But there are legal firms, presumably, there are big legal firms which have adopted digital yeah. and that are ahead of the curve. So and that's because, sorry to interrupt, that's mm. because they can afford to pay people to do it for them. Okay. And they have teams, they'll have a strategic board that will look at all this sort of stuff. Business improvement people. Yeah. Smaller firms won't have time. And I get it. I understand. But if the smaller firms and the medium-sized firms aren't looking at this, are they not going to get left behind? Are they not going to... The market's going to get taken by the people. If you, look at the, if you look at the bigger ones around here, they keep acquiring the small ones. Good point. So yeah. the, the, the small family practices that maybe have one or two branches, they keep getting bought out by the... Yeah, Langley's or Wilkin Chapman's or mm. whatever locally that keep yeah buying them out and um, they want more market share. So it's it's it's, uh, it's interesting. But you, like you say, I did a big accountancy firm in, in Leeds that have got six offices. The chief exec asked me, and it, and it was a it was a question. Basically, said I've got a managed print contract. I've got X amount of machines, and it's up for renewal in say I don't know, two or three years. But then he's got a digital transformation project, and he's looking at other things. And he, he's actively thinking, how is that project going to affect my print? Do I need to hold off renewing my print? Because I know if I introduce this, it's going to drop in volume and this type of thing. And that's, I guess, business owners are going to be thinking that. And it's, but sometimes those two conversations are joined up. They're not. Yeah. One of my one of my greatest sales ever, probably the, one of the first, not one of the first, medium time software installs we did was when I did that. They wanted copiers, just wanted printers, mm -hmm. placement printers. And I spoke to them, and I also spoke to them about the software. And they said, all right, look at this. He says, well, stop. He says, mm. now I've brought this up. I wish I'd brought this up first. But I suggest you have some loan devices. We'll give you some so you can borrow. Mm -hmm. But we then look at digital, and we look at what you actually need taking the business forward. And because that actually might determine the amount of devices you need. Because what you didn't want to do was do that second, mm. buy all these device things. You know what, actually, I didn't need them as many. Mm. Or I could have consolidated in various areas. So we were fortunate enough, because we were local, yeah. to give them some loan machines, look at the software, and then so be it. That, that's exactly what happened. So that it allowed us to it allowed us to determine more, well, be able to give more factually correct information on what exactly they're going to be printing. So did that well, reduce the need for the number of printers for that piece yes. of work or not? Yes, yeah. compared to what the original scope was, original spec, right, we need 37 of these devices. Yeah. And thinking, other people would be thinking, brilliant, 37 machines. Yeah. I was like, right, talk to you about this first because I don't think you might not need. I look at a lot of our successful software installs and they're from out of town. Mm. I think one of the reasons we've got so many out of town is because mm. people in the town still associate us as a business, rightly or wrongly, mm. as they're just copy of people. Mm. We've had this conversation. That stigma is always going to be attached with us, but it's a very good stigma because we're very, very good and very, very yeah. successful. Mm. Successful at it. Um, and a lot of our larger clients as well who got print offers, who've got copies of developers for years, they've struggled to engage us in their software conversations. They think they don't take it seriously. Mm. But you're, we're in a fortunate role where you can sell the right solution, whether that's yeah. print or whether that's digital yeah. or a combination of the yeah. two. Yeah. Which not all of our competitors are. No, but are. we are doing, we have started to make more legwork now and we've done more groundwork, sorry, on us cross-selling. Mm -hmm. So talking to the customers that got software as well, print and, and vice versa, which people would think, watching this, well, it should have been like years ago. Mm. Believe me, it's tough. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. but to your point there, there's, there's quite there's still quite a lot of 
copy deal is if you like just that still has that old mentality of the just shift boxes they, yeah, they, they don't want to they don't want to offer the solutions that we do because like mm. you just said there we can offer that hybrid approach or that consultative approach of actually hang on you might not need all those devices mm. and i think since i had that question asked to me by that big accountancy firm one of the <laughs> covid hit so that yeah. obviously forced them to, like you said a lot of people were working from home logistically it made yeah it was a nightmare to print then one of the biggest things they did was introduce Adobe Sign because contracts for them, they were printing off bullet, mm. like you said, documents and things like that. And, and especially if it was, if they were working on people's year end accounts and, and whatnot and having to submit that, that was all in paper. Mm. And he, he used the example, he had one customer in, in uh, Australia and to send the document to Australia to get signed to come back again. And it was like, what? When, Why haven't we, did you say this so again? This? Hmm? When, when was when, this? This was, just just after COVID hit, and it, and it wow. was like so, it forced them to to, and they went with Adobe because Adobe's got brand recognition. Mm. So Adobe Sign, it was probably the most trusted one that they could think of. But straight away, that process, it was an email, a notification. They signed it, got it straight back, and it was like, oh, now we can submit your account. So it was it wow. shortened it from weeks to literally seconds, and mm. it was, uh, and that was one step in their digital transformation journey. But um, like I say, for me, it's having that joined up thought pattern of okay yeah we might put a new erp or a new finance system in or a new crm or whatever document management how does that impact how the user is going to interact with it mm. if they are at home or if they're in the office but like you say how how is it going to logistically affect my screens do they need a laptop do they need two screens do they if they are going to print where are they going to print from do they have a follow me print like key fob things like that some people don't think about the whole thing they just and again, these bigger companies, they might get set a task for that. That's your project. You've got mm. a CRM project. And they don't initially all connect the dots up or think about it. Um, and until, oh, because the, the contracts are at different new renewal rates and things. Oh, well, I needed a print because that one was broken. And sorry, I just, I'll sign up for five years with my mm. current supply or whatever, instead of strategically thinking, hang on, just let what's it go. Like, what's the plan? Let, let it go into a trip. They're not going to take it away. Mm. <laughs> it's like, let's think about it logically. Yes, you're going to put this system in. Do you need that massive A3, A4 unit? Or would a more condensed unit be better? Mm. Or And then it's... But we can offer that consultative care. We can talk about all let, that type of thing. Let's talk about digital transformation because it's a, it's a buzz phrase, if you like, that's been around for a long time. Our clients that we're speaking to, are they, are they actively looking at going through a digital transformation is that or is it something that Garner and everybody else talks about that never actually happens um, one of the questions I've been coaching the team to actually discuss is what is your digital transformation strategy yeah or is in charge of digital transformation strategy and a lot of people are like looking at you saying, <laughs> yeah what are you on about one of them. so it's a couple of buzzwords but you're right there are some people who have either done it in the middle of doing it or thinking about doing it. Mm. But the ones that makes me laugh is it's funny actually that one of the guys, one of the one of the youngsters in the team, last week was struggling to get through to somebody and he wanted to speak to the speaking to an office manager. But he wanted to speak to the finance manager as well. And the finance manager was too busy to come to the meeting. Mm. So I said, Did you not ask what the finance manager why why that finance manager was too busy? Mm. And I said, No, because one I want to know why the finance manager is busy. Because mm. they could be doing tasks really that that I was doing. But going back to what you said before, so I'm now we're not going in talk about print. No, no one copies anymore. Mm. But if they do, no. it's very very rare. And I've been saying this for last year that the device that 
devices now are hubs. Mm. So you mentioned digital transformation is, how are you scanning? Not printing. You, you print it, it's fine, because I can print all day, but how is that you're scanning? Because when one of our partners came in about a month ago, and there's a statistic that 93% of people that scan, scan to themselves. Mm. I couldn't believe that, yeah. They scan to themselves, and then what they do then is they attach it to wherever. Mm. They attach it, put it into a folder, then a system, that be a hot folder, and then systems are pulling in, in the documents in from the hot folder. Um, there's there's all sorts of different ways, basically, that um, technology now has moved forward that will make people's lives easier. Because mm. they're still going to receive paper. It's how that, that paper flow, flows around the business, whether it's one piece or whether it's, I don't know, a thousand pieces a day. Um, so, this is why people need to think still. But it's ha- it, the, the challenge we have, we I've said this, Graham and I have said phrase, once you're in, you're in. Mm. Once you've got them up, once you build up the trust, you're in. It's getting over the barrier or getting over the hurdle of getting them to think that actually, I'm sorry to have to say it again, a copier isn't a copier. Mm. Yeah. But when they think that's all they want, that's tough. It's a tough sell. Because in their heads, they already think, all I want is a copier. Why are you asking me about these mm. questions? Because you don't do that sort of stuff. Yeah. And you have like a two to three second window to convince them actually, have you thought about such and such? And in the main, most people do. Um, but that's where our challenge. That's the exciting part about it. They're really, I, this is why I think we are future proof. I remember one of your proof cust- you say. customers. You went and did a review, and, and you saw the amount of scans they were doing, didn't yeah. you? And that led to that conversation. Where are you scanning? Mm. You got, where are all these scanning? Well, what do you mean when I'm scanning? They look as if you like got three heads. <laughs> and it's kind of well, I know, no one else asked me this. Why? And they get you kept perceived being awkward. No, I'm not being awkward. Just asking the questions because yeah. no one else had got nailed so before. And it, a lot of the people are in our game of lifestyle businesses. And they yeah, once you come to yeah. the end, and they've been humble enough to say, Do you know what, I think now it's time for us to go mm. cash in. And because we're humble enough to think, Do you know, we haven't got the energy to do that. And look, you've mentioned before, look how much investment we made as a business. It's taken us 14 years to get where we mm. are today. Yeah. Good there's, luck to anybody else who thinks they want to do mm. it in 14 years. Yeah. There's an education piece as well with the customers because there's certain processes that you're thinking, why are you doing that? Mm. I mean, I remember, and again, this is common. And it shouldn't be as common as it is, but uh, a customer wanted me to email them a copy of the invoice. So I printed it off, <laughs> I put it on the letter-headed yeah. paper, and then I scanned it back in again. You did what? <laughs> <laughs> it's normal. And, and, and they think, well, that's, in my head, that's, lo- like, logically, that's how they thought it through. And I think, well, okay, you don't realise you can save it to PDF or email across. It, or, again, if you're going to do it on mass, the software that you can intelligently that, distribute what, the document. Why are they doing that? Is it just ignorance? And, and what's there's, there's, a, there's a, a miseducation piece. There's, there's, we've always done it this way. Oh, that's how we've always done it. Or Joe Bloggs had done it that way, and then they taught me how to do it. And maybe a bit of lack of IT savvy didn't realise I could save it as a PDF and attach it to an email. But there's, and sometimes it might be their systems only spit it out and it goes straight to the printer. And then, mm. but again. This technology that we've got that can capture that and route it where it needs to be. It can file a copy. It can Don't email the customer. It can yeah. print one off. And it just, again, those are the things that when we're in a, an office and we're looking at what's happening, it's having that, having the now to sort of ask the question, I can see what, what, what you're doing over here. Mm. And, and then it leads to a, a further question. Yeah, you is like gold dust. And it's sort of frustrating. I don't think we're utilising opportunities enough. The two biggest headaches I've got at the moment for me is the recruitment side of things, mm-hmm. which I've recently posted on LinkedIn about that, of which I've had some amazing feedback, amazing comments, which have made me think differently. But it's also to do with the why. 
you know the old Simon Sinek mm. of why we're yeah, even yeah, yeah. why we're even here now. Yeah, yeah. Why, and, it's been, and it's it's doing my head in. And I think I'm there. I think I'm more or less there. But how I articulate that and getting across to people, getting across to the company. But I do genuinely believe that actually one of we can when we can actually articulate the why, I think we'll like we're off. Do you want to have a go now or? No, well, no. it's sort of. <laughs> but so I've been speaking to Bax about it, and I've tried to add, add my own little bits. But releasing, sorry, yeah, releasing the stats potential. Yeah. So that's one. But how we get that across to somebody? And so they're looking like once again as if you've got three heads. Mm. But I'm here basically to not talk about products and not to tell you how great we are as a business. How great can I are? How good the software is we sell? It's all about let's unlock your potential, of your potential, people. or potentially yeah. your people, because that's what they got mm. and. Ken, our chairman, said something about a year ago when it comes to accounts payable. But basically, these business owners are, are paying people to give their money away. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, that it's as simple as that. Mm. Certainly in accounts payable, you've got people manually inputting data. You are paying people to put give your money away. Mm. The more people you've got, it's just, just it's madness. It's an interesting and, and, way of looking at it. But it's, a, it's yeah. a culture thing as yeah. well. Because people, and then this is where it's such a grey area regarding people wanting to be in work. And like they're thinking, well, no, we can still keep these people where, but what else could they be doing? Daft little things like credit control, mm. getting money in. Or 100%. I know I'm not saying everybody can be in sales, far from it. But if they can do something else within the business, and if they're the right people and have got the right values and believe in what the company is trying to achieve, mm. they can sit anywhere. And, it's, and I'll include myself in that. If, for example, one day I thought, do you know what? I think I need to be in charge of operations. Mm. I'm going to sort. I, I do genuinely believe I can go and do it because I know exactly what the common cause is yeah. of our business. And I believe in it. If you've got the right people, and that goes back to the recruitment piece. Mm. So that's what's keeping me up at night. Is my worry is really how do we get these people, all these people that are out there, to believe in our cause? Let's touch on recruitment then, because it's yeah. come mm. up a couple of times. So, what's I saw your LinkedIn post, but I'll let you explain it. What's what's your view? What's your challenge at the minute, and how are we going to go about solving well, we've that? We've got two. Really, we've got we've got the um, the youngsters, mm -hmm. which we 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 were, we did the campaign for our campus two this year, which was massive disappointment, mm -hmm. just purely numbers. Bearing we were more proactive and more active this time round than what we was in the first time we did back in two thousand eighteen, when we originally took we only wanted two, we took an eight mm. back in two thousand nineteen, which we now got four, and we've got one of the young lad who's in who's like one of our data analysts down the support. Yeah. Um the numbers were very, very low. We went to schools, did road shows. I don't know whether it's the brand, whether it's the brand itself, which which I spoke to Canon about. I was presenting to them a couple of months back down at down their head office in London. Canon's brand, not ours. Yeah, no about Canon Canon yeah. itself because we were going down there as a Canon. Because you ask most 18, 19 year olds now Canon are they not close. Hmm. Yeah, and it pains, and a lot of people kind of believe, believe that as well because mm. I still associate even my age now regarding Canon as being you know the camera people, mm. camera, yeah, 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 it's cameras. Everyone yeah. knew Canon, and also they were all over the place, sport wise. Mm. There was, Spons yeah, they sponsored everything. Even the division well, one. I remember yeah. last time Evan won the trophy. Mm. Evan won the division one. They were lifting up the like the Canon League trophy. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Wow. That's, what, that's how long ago it was. That was mm. a long time exactly. ago. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it, and it was a remarkable drop off actually in terms of the number of applicants, wasn't it? So oh. it was was it four years yeah, ago? Yeah, the about, original we about three four hundred first time round. We had forty five this time round. Yeah, that was for our Newcastle and Hall site, and then people letting you down on the day, even though they couldn't confirm twenty four hours before. And I just think there's a there's definitely a generational thing. Is I think the difference in eighteen year olds now compared to the eighteen year olds of three years ago is astronomical. From what mm. I've seen, yeah, um, in, in one of about maturity. Um, Why do you think that is? It's not their fault. I, I, 
I don't want to use it, but I think I am. I just think it was the pandemic. Mm. They were locked been, in the bedroom. Been sheltered for yeah, two months. Yeah, they were locked in the bedroom for 12, 18 months. But the, someone has told me, they're the forgotten generation. Mm. A lot of these didn't have to sit exams. Yeah, they've gone from 16 to 18. They never even sat exams. And that's quite a transformational Good point. So they were literally given predicted results. Yeah. So they haven't gone through all the experiences and then, like, they weren't able to then go and get jobs. Because they literally, there was no jobs there because everyone was getting failed. So at mm. that age, when we're thinking, right, I need to go get a Saturday job, there's no jobs mm. because what, no one was working. What are they all doing now, though? If they're, if they're not applying for things like the campus, which is a brilliant initiative, what they're not all sat in the bedroom playing cold, Some of them, they? the ones we've spoken to are doing a lot of stuff online, online businesses. Okay. I mean, we've, we've spoken to guys who've got online clothing businesses. They're do, doing all right for it. Not yeah. doing amazing well, but they've actually had a go. Um... We met one gentleman recently who's, who's selling autographs online. Okay. It's all online. It's all using the and that's what the they're influencer generation. Yeah, they all yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, TikTok stars that and anything. Yeah, literally not doing anything. Haven't done anything before, which it blows my mind. Mm. It blows, I don't think it's healthy. I've got my fourteen-year-old down there now, walk, working. Fourteen-year-old daughter. She's out there. Where she's got two jobs. So I have two jobs in the summer, mm. and I just Brilliant. want them to get used to just life. Not bother about money. Um, so what, what are we going to do about it then? Sorry, so just finishing the campus. Yeah. So we changed our tap really on there. Um, so we're going to be aiming more or less at the slightly older generation of graduates. Okay. University, of which they weren't excluded from the, this campaign or the first one. But we probably didn't do enough of it. I think we were more aimed at the school leavers more than university leavers. Um, and then the other side, and the other part of the recruitment is you established people. Mm. So, yeah, software people. Um and your telesales people, getting hold of these people too. Whether or not it's salary, whether it's packages, I don't know, but they're all going within a day. Because, and the best one I saw from the people, the past people who made the comments a couple of weeks back, was people in not as like well-built areas as your Londons or your, or your big cities, so to speak. Mm. People now can now command them sort of salaries because they don't have to go into work every day. Mm. Therefore, you're pricing yourselves out of the market if we're only, unless we're prepared to pay them. Sort of competing with London, yeah, salaries. exactly. Yeah, we're on big money, and they're thinking, you know, we'd have to travel down all the time. I can, mm. I can go for it. And they can also, the companies down London as well can afford to negotiate mm. better because they're thinking, yeah, you don't live around here, you're not paying London mm. rates. Therefore. So it's that's what I think we're getting. That's just my, I don't know for a fact. Mm. Yeah, and most of the people I've spoken to actually agree. I've spoken to a couple of recruiters. I've got a couple of recruiters friends. And they say exactly the same. So they're, they're laughing. So, yeah, good time to be a recruiter. But one thing I won't accept is um, people being rude, as in agreeing to see you and then not turn up. Mm. That's just common courtesy, that is. Mm. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> All right. So let's circle back to, to um, kind of print and automation and digital, et cetera. Where, where do we think we'll be in 10 years' time? Where do we think print will be in 10 years' time? Are we still going to be printing, but specifically... What type of documents, what type of material are we going to be printing in 10 years' time? I think there's two, two answers to that. Okay. One, I think there'll be a lot of... Um, if you look at the big players in our game... Yeah. Instead of... I don't want to make this podcast all about Canon, but when you look at your Canons, your Konicas, your Ricos, your Xeroxes, all them big... But I don't think they'll all be around in 10 years. Okay. In fact, I know one of them's going already. So okay. I think there'll be two or three bigger players. players. Yeah. We will literally manage the, the market, like the, the same market, so to speak. 
I'm assuming Cannon will be one of those two or three. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I do. Yeah, because, only because they spend more money than anybody. Going to say they got the R and D. Yeah, R and D. They've got the I most mean, money in the bank. I don't believe. Um, that, they've got all the intellectual property, yes. aren't they, for all the imaging yes. sort of bits and pieces, and they do quite a bit. Um, let me medical. ask an ignorant question on that then. So, are uh, uh, printers, scanners, multifunctional devices? Are they? Is there lots of innovation coming through in those devices? Over the last couple of years, and do you expect more innovation um, over the next few years? Well, the thing, the thing now that I differentiate on is security. Once again, okay. scan security. That's interesting. So, yeah. security is obviously big yeah. for companies. It's become more and more prominent in the last twelve years, twelve thirteen years, um, and scanning as well. People are still going to find. Do you reckon we were going to go paperless in nineteen ninety? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's definitely less paper. Yeah, but we're never going to go. Paperless, in in my opinion, yeah. Um, but as I said, I think that's what will keep us, whether it's a business or as a brand, going. Because I think Canon will still be here in 10, 15, 20 years. Okay. Because others won't. I think yeah. like you touched on with the pro print as well. There's certain things like um, the IKEA catalog, for mm -hmm. example. I think IKEA tried to go all digital, but then still found from a customer perspective they like to physically pick something mm -hmm. up and look at the pictures. And 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 again, those those catalogs need printing then mm. we, we sort of associate the the sort of smaller office devices but there's big massive pro print machines at the size of this room mm. type of thing that fold staple finish all that type of stuff and i think the the quality of the document it's going to have to have a return for someone to print something it's going to have a return so if it's marketing literature or information or if it's a contract or if it's a, a brochure of some sort um you see i mean again holiday brushes are still mm. out there yeah, yeah. so there's, even though websites for booking all yeah. this has been around for a while. So it's kind of, I find, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think that it's going to completely disappear. I tell you, tell you what, the, I agree in the state, state agents. Yeah. I now look, if we were going to look out, I'd look at all online. Mm. Um, but just that little things that people don't think, see, I mean, two things I can think of something football matches. Mm -hmm. Programs, yeah, 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 yeah. still something. Then you're gonna get your phone out and look at the yeah. program here on, on no, your phone. Be a bit yeah, yeah. Mainly down to connection. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. some Park, go and see them. Phone set. Don't know yeah. how it does it, but an hour before kickoff. Yes, yeah, same, like same at Hull City. Just can't, block, can't block, get block, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you for your time, Lee. <laughs>